Akira Minute, the only English language podcast that uh, examines one minute at a time, or minute by minute, that's another way to say that, the landmark, hey, hey, shout out, 1988 <laughs> uh, film in which Neo-Tokyo explodes and or crumbles. Akira, you may have heard of it. I am one of your two amazing co-hosts. Which which one am I? Am I the Canada or the Tetsuo of this, mm. of this podcast? I'm Canada. I'll go with Canada. Uh, that's I'm, I'm going to just... go. I'll be Doctor Onishi. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jack Stovold from uh, Jack's Discovery. and Doctor Onishi over here is. I'm uh, Richard Dunham from DunhamRC.com. Thanks. And Richard Speciodapaton Dunham. <laughs> Classic nickname. Um, and uh, on this wonderful Wednesday, we're joined once again by a special guest. Hi, I'm the Colonel Major Medina. <laughs> and you can find me at reflexpoint.podbean.com. So I guess uh, thanks, thanks for joining us again. And I guess in this minute, yeah, thanks for coming. that makes me Kyoko. <laughs> I've often said you have a very Kyoko vibe. <laughs> That's kinder words have never been spoken. That's. I mean, what do you expect when you get the twenty-five tattooed on your hand? I know. I guess I should have. <laughs> I was really inviting the comparison. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got all dolled up for this episode too. I've got my bright ruby red <laughs> lipstick on. Got my eyelashes done. Yeah, I, I like that you you didn't go overboard with the the blue eyeshadow. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought about. It. I ran out actually because <laughs> I go through a lot because my eyes are so my eyelids are so humongous, and uh, I've got all my favorite toys around me as well. So yeah, <laughs> so, I was wondering what happens in this minute. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Did you have a dream about it? (laughs) (laughs) Podcast (laughs) podcast will crumble. A lot of people are going to die. Minute 38 begins with uh, Kyoko describing a chilling vision of things to come. And... It ends with the colonel grimacing at the very thought of the Supreme Council. Hate those guys. As one does. <laughs> those fuckers. <laughs> Bunch of incompetent boobs. But, uh, well, getting ahead of ourselves, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to spend with those guys later. And I cannot wait. So, uh, who braids Kyoko's hair? Do you think she braids it herself? Or is, is there like a nurse attendant? That comes in. You think the colonel braids it? I, th- I like. <laughs> that's my favorite idea. Is that the colonel does it every night? Every night before she goes to bed, <laughs> sings her a little lullaby as he braids her hair. That's what's built that trust. <laughs> yeah. What would he sing? What would he sing to her? Yeah. What was the lullaby be? I don't know. Something Japanese or something. Mm, probably. 
Don't dream about the apocalypse. Um, Kyoko looks like a Zelda Rubens scene from uh, Poltergeist, don't you guys think? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yes. All I can think of uh, when she's introduced. <laughs> I, 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 that has been lurking in the back of my mind. Thank you for, for pulling that forward. <laughs> Just uh, see if I can yes, Google please. that again, just to jog my memory. Oh yeah, very similar vibe. Yeah. Oh yes. And another woman with the uh, psychic, you know, mm-hmm. some paranormal abilities with the touch. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This this movie was also like secretly directed by Steven Spielberg too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we already saw the desaturation earlier. Yeah. And it has that, uh, you know, that feel-good Spielberg ending. <laughs> yes, sure does. <laughs> the one he's well-known for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uplifting. <laughs> Life-affirming. <laughs> when the colonel walks up to uh, Canadian K, and says, Your kids! <laughs> they turn out to be dweebs. <laughs> so yeah, she describes her vision, which... Um, so I think the implication is that she's seeing Tetsuo's dream, right? Or at least some form of it. It does seem like they're... I mean, she kind of just described what we just saw, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like a podcast host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what um, did you see? Well, in minute one, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> minute one of Tetsuo's dream began with. <laughs> I gotta say, I it, this is another one of those, uh, just those weird things where, like, I've been haunted by the idea of being given a premonition and then, like, having to make any decision that could potentially change that outcome. Right. Only to find out that the decisions I made specifically led to it. Yes, the old that old temporal paradox, Chestnut. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Does does knowing the thing is going to happen cause that thing to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it, just don't tell me any premonitions, please. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I need not know the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, and there's no way to know until it happens like and when it happens it's like well shit did we make it happen or was it gonna right. happen anyways would it and, have happened if i hadn't made it now like in the case of the colonel i don't believe he makes any decisions that lead directly to the outcome she speaks of no uh not to give anything away but um but Hey, if the world's going to end or if a catastrophe is going to occur, just don't make me responsible for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like, what are you supposed to do with this information? And it's it's chilling, but it's not particularly useful. It's just right. Oh, yeah. Everything's going to fall apart and a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Thanks a pant load, Chet. What can I do with that? <laughs> well, I guess that's why Dr. Onishi says, you know, we got to take to the council. Because at least, I mean, if they... Yeah, those guys will know what to do. <laughs> yeah, they'll know what to do. 
I don't know. Maybe you can put in some like evacuation plans in place or something. Well, it's yeah, more I mean, like, hey, let's tell somebody else so that they're responsible for the actions exactly, leading from exactly, this point forward. Exactly, yeah. I think that's Dr. Nishi's whole that's his that's his, that's his signature move he has philosophy for everything that he does basically. yeah it's, it, it, exactly. when i was growing up they're like what do you want to be you want to be a doctor i'm like no i do not want to hold someone's life in my hands but thank you thank you for the opportunity yeah that's a lot of pressure but i just i love the line delivery yeah, that's when that's how we learn her, her name. Oh, that's, right. Guys, that's right. Can yeah. you guys redub this entire movie? Just you two. <laughs> Table read? Yes, please. I'd love to. Uh, There's your live show we have right an there. Idea for our Patreon, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would um, be some good practice, yeah. <laughs> I'd pay 10 bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the uh, the way her eyes roll up in her head too is like so creepy looking. I'm me. uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I am. Yeah, because it's like, is she? Does that happen when she has the vision, or when she's talking about the vision? Is she having the vision right now? Yeah. Or is she the, just like so uh, exhausted by having the vision that she's kind of fainting? Yeah, it would be also just how she falls asleep. (laughs) She's hopped up on drugs, guys. Little little kids all tuckered out. (laughs) That's that's what the ambient does to her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She also mentions, yeah, you can't let him, you can't let that child go. Yeah. His power. So presumably Tetsuo they're talking about. Although, yeah, like she probably hasn't even met Tetsuo. Yeah, it's 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 presumably, but I think that's what's great about this movie is you know it's it, it, I mentioned it before I think on Monday that it's fast paced right, mm-hmm. and it brings up questions, but then it usually answers them within about five minutes. But then there's this overarching question, and that keeps you invested the entire time. Like I love the fact that she's not specific about this one detail, yeah, because it leaves it open in your mind. Yeah, and you'll you'll find out soon enough. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to hang on it too long. Yeah, it, it is cool. That's that's the fun of uh, having visions of the future. That's the best way to foreshadow something is to literally foreshadow it. <laughs> I like how Doctor Onishi is kind of like so like caught up in Kyoko's speak and speech, and like the Colonel has to snap him out of it. He's like. <laughs> kind of does this double take. <laughs> what? Yeah, where are we? <laughs> Anyone else uh, uncomfortable with the use of uh, subject numbers in front of the person? Like, you know, the doctor calls her number twenty-five. Yeah, I think I think that speaks to like the the doctor doesn't care about these people as children. They're just his. Yeah, I think it's a pretty shitty thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but but do you think that's protocol? Like, hey, we tattooed the number on them. Please refer to them as that for the for the well, uh, that's, official record. I mean, record. that's the different relationship. We see the different relationship the two, the colonel and the doctor have. The yeah. colonel uses her name and the doctor in order to distance himself and make it palatable. 
not think about what he's actually doing to another human being. Uh, he uses the number. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's cold-blooded, though. It stands out to me. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole, the doctor. We see those toys yes. in the bed. Speaking of foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Strewn about. Yeah. It was probably many times watching this movie before I noticed that they're here in this scene and they are her toys. Agreed. Agreed. Cause you're so focused in on that doll. Yeah. Yeah. Her like yeah. a raggedy Ann type doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we see more of like kind of how jury rigged the, <laughs> all that scanning equipment is. Cause they've got like, you know, this weird extension cord yeah. thing. Well, yeah, they, they kind of have a long cord cause they, put this thing in the middle of this massive room i told you they do cirque du soleil here this is a temporary room not meant for the for long-term care they wheeled this cart in they wheeled the bed in yeah there's uh, monday they've got to get her out so they can have a trade show (laughs) the computer expo is on monday come on people You think this bed was built to her specifications? I assume. She's so. like, she woke up from a dream and was like, I saw a bed. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. It was so frilly. It was so frilly. And it was comfortable. <laughs> Thread count was so high. <laughs> <laughs> the finest Neo Jersey sheets. It both held you and warmed you like a singularity. <laughs> a vision bed. <laughs> so it's the other thing that this this whole this like his little uh, setup reminded me of is uh, a taper uh, at a concert. Like a lot of the concerts I go to, like the bands allow taping bootlegs, so there's like a taper section. Oh, I see. these yeah. guys, you know. <laughs> They have like this setup that's, you know, temporary and it's as mobile as possible, but at the same time as sophisticated as possible. They've got all these batteries taped together and like <laughs> little, you know, they used to have like little DAT recorder, like digital audio tape recorders and stuff. And now it's all, it's all digital recording, but yeah. I thought you were going to say it, uh, it reminded you of the, um, the clown scene in uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, because that's also like in the spotlight right, single area, light, yeah, blank space, yeah. <laughs> stark light coming down. That's a, another film that uh, features a bike. Yes. Hey, there you go. <laughs> See how it all connects. That's, those are the dreams that uh, Kaneda has about his bike. I just got chills. I got goose pimples right now. <laughs> I do want to see Kaneda's dreams. We get to see all. Tetsuo's dreams. I want to see Kaneda's dream. It's probably very K focused, I imagine. Yeah. K and uh giant robots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bikes. That's that's it. Giant robot orgies. <laughs> so I'm very interested in like what this little exchange between the doctor and the colonel, what it reveals about their relationship. It's like Dr. Onishi is telling the colonel what needs to be done. Like, this needs to be brought to the council. So, this doesn't, it, if he was like a direct, like, subordinate to the colonel, I don't know that he would 
maybe he would make that as a suggestion, but it doesn't seem that that. It seems like maybe they, he has like a different reporting structure. So like that he's he can a tell he's the a colonel what needs to happen. He's a peer, but on a different business unit. Yeah, something like that, or maybe like a dotted line. It, yeah, it's it's not clear because there are other times where it seems like the doctor has to do what the colonel says. Yeah, mm. I think it maybe it falls into their respective fields like which if this is like a military decision regarding this data then that's the colonel's call but if it's like a scientific decision that's his call but i I don't think there's like a clear line yeah maybe there's just like a set of protocols that has been established that if it was found out later that they didn't bring to the council once this yeah you know they they would all get in trouble right so he's just covering his own ass so, so if you're the council, whose opinion do you go with? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think the the colonel's the only one who actually directly talks to them. So, whatever it is, yeah. will be filtered through his viewpoint. Yeah, ah, definitely. That's true. That's true. Psycho Kambukai. This is the first time they're mentioned as well, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, what does the 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 colonel had that meeting? In his office with... Oh, you're right. I think they did mention it then as well. Yeah. They said, like, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at my notes about this carpet. <laughs> so we, we covered, like, back, back to convention center, a showroom. The other possibility I had was, <laughs> like, a, like, a children's party center. Like, let's pump it up. Is one one brand like where you know where you go in and they have like the bouncy castles mm. or like trampolines and stuff? Family fun center, something like that. Shout out exactly. to Southern California listeners. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like the yeah, the arcade room in such a place or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is Doctor Onishi has one of the arcade machines. Yeah. It's where you can go play Galarian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Has there ever been an, uh, any uh, Akira video games? I don't think so, but... That's what I'm saying. That's why I was so excited about right. Galarian. Because yeah. <laughs> it was the closest thing. I don't know. My assumption was that the light cycles in Tron were uh, yeah. were as close as you could possibly get, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I could picture, though, like a weird... A Famicom, an NES side oh. scroller, yeah. But I hold don't, on a second. I don't think there is. Wait a minute. Oh. Uh, Google has found that there was a 1988 adventure video game by Tosei for the Famicom, mm-hmm. exclusively in Japan. The player takes the role of Kaneda, who begins the game when his motorcycle gang is taken into police custody. Oh wow. Is it like developed by Tose and published by Taito? Is it a side scroller? I imagine it text only. Um, trying to the game. Let's see. Progress in the game is made by selecting actions from a list. Hmm. It's a point and click. <laughs> it seems like yeah, an adventure game. Like the current location is depicted in a static image. Lucas Arts? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> The first LucasArts game. Okay. Is it Sierra or LucasArts? Which one? <laughs> it was given a rating of 17 out of 40 in uh, Famicom Tsushin magazine. Wow. 
What a yeah, it looks like a pile of crap. And then I guess there was an unreleased game for the Genesis Mega Drive. Hmm. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Oh, okay, I see the abandoned Akira video game prototype resurfaces after 25. Okay, yeah, this definitely looks like a Genesis game. After being buried next to the E.T. cartridges in Alamogordo. (laughs) (laughs) This one appears to be like a, almost looks like a pole position type thing. It's a motorcycle driving, or like a, whatchamacallit, what's that? uh, A racer? (laughs) Yeah, a racer. There's one game specifically I'm thinking of for the NES, but uh, I can't remember the name now. Motorcycle base? Excite bike? No, not that one. It's, Rad Racer? It's like the post-apocalyptic Mad Max style thing. Mock Rider. That's it. Oh, that's why I didn't think of it, because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made a big splash musically in uh, Smash Brothers Melee. That's where I became aware of it, because they had a ah. song and a trophy of Mock Rider. But it, it's that behind-the-camera, like... You know, fixed background, but the road moves in front of you, wipeout, sure. or pole position type thing. Okay. Oh, I am looking. I had a game like that, but it was like a physical game where the road was like on a, like a roller. Mm-hmm. It was like a handheld. Oh. Kind of, you know. <laughs> and you could steer, but it didn't mean anything because it was just, <laughs> like, you know, the paper background would have rolling by. So if you hit anything, it doesn't didn't matter. It's just... <laughs> But look, you got it's on the honor system. <laughs> you got the most glorious ten yeah. seconds out of that game yeah. that you've ever had. It's also an unreleased Game Boy one too, apparently. Oh wow! All right, I may have to. There's uh, actually a whole bunch of these that just none of them got released. Weird. There's a, a, a Akira Psycho Ball for PlayStation Two, which would have been a pinball game as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate when they do the pinball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Kirby's is, Kirby's Pinball Land is pretty tight. Is it like with the inside of the uh, mutated Tetsuo? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> like you get uh, avoid extra... the multiple hands, <laughs> bounce it off Cowrie, trapped in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you could you could basically use the same thing and just tweak it a little bit for like a fantastic voyage. Yes. <laughs> Pinball machine. Well, that might be a fun thing in the future to see if we can get like a emulator of this yeah. Famicom game. Yeah, I think that should be possible. Yeah. I dare say that's priority one, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> can you say gentlemen nowadays? Is that a thing? Shinshi. Yes. Well, I don't know from Spanish, but okay. <laughs> Um, also, the the Tetsuo connection here is strengthened because the music during this whole scene is yes. Tetsuo's theme Yeah, from the album. Yeah, when she says that boy, it's very clear. Ding, dong, ding, dong. Yeah, the quiet part of the song. It's a 10-minute okay. track. It's a, a musical foreshadowing or, or musical um, clarification. That's, mm-hmm. that's rare. You got to love that. I do. Music's cool, guys. Whatever. <laughs> I like whistling. <laughs> oh, shit, that's music. Never mind. All right, that's all I had. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so, 
over the hump for uh, week eight. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> for Neo Tokyo, that is. Uh, so, as we uh, glide down that slope, uh, hopefully, uh, Major, you'll be here to join us for Thursday. I've actually got my bed made up in the green room, so uh, if I can just... Be- because going back and forth on the plane, it's ridiculous. I just thought of it now. I know it's Wednesday, but I just thought of it now, so I can just huddle up with my teddy bear. Yeah, well, we'll we'll be ready to roll your bed right into the studio and uh, hook it up to the Daft Punk recording equipment. Two and princes it's... right here. That's what I have. <laughs> It's going to be a hell of a show. So until then, till Thursday, we will see you back here on Akira. Akira. Akira Minute. Bye, Shinua. Kawarete Ikuna. <laughs>